0: You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Do you ever feel like you don't have time, time to take care of yourself, time to head to the gym, time to meal prep, time to just keep your body moving when you are in a season of utter chaos. (laughs) Um, If you're anything like me, maybe you sometimes feel a little bit discouraged or frustrated when you have a busy schedule or just a crazy season that you're in the middle of and your health seems to kind of get put in the back burner without maybe even intending to. So as someone with somewhat of a busy schedule and who really you know, values routine, it can be hard for me when I feel like this is a week that it is just going to be really hard to squeeze in a couple of jogs or make it to the gym because not only, you know, for... You know, us girls, it's not just like we go to the gym, we do a quick shower, and we're ready to go. I mean, it's a little bit more of a process because then there's, okay, well, I have to think through what time of day I'm going to, you know, squeeze that in because then that means I'm going to have to make sure I wash my hair or at least have enough dry shampoo or whatever. And it's just a little bit more of a process. So I sometimes, depending on the weeks, have to be strategic in if I'm traveling a lot or, you know, something like that, it can be harder to maintain my daily routine, The you know, getting up early and squeezing in a workout or doing that right before dinner. That doesn't always work when I'm not at home in my daily typical routine. And so I know that there are so many of you out there and many have asked, how do you stay fit and how do you stay active and prioritize that with a busy travel schedule, when you've been speaking a lot or when you're in the middle of a launch or there's something going on and you're feeling like that is just not priority numero uno. (laughs) And I want to answer that question and share just some really practical ways that I've been slowly building in physical activity and um, just taking care of the strength and taking care of the body that I have. I hear a lot of people say that, oh, I don't work out to look a certain way. I w- I work out because I want to feel a certain way, which I 100% agree with. I think that that's a much healthier perspective. If you're only working out to look a certain way, you, you know, are kind of doing it out of vain and then it's going to be something that you'll burn out on. But if it's something that you're intentionally like, oh, this really does help me feel better. It gives me more energy. It makes me feel like, you know, more focused. That is such a healthier and more sustainable approach. So even if there are, you know, certain weeks throughout the year or throughout a certain season where I am just not on a regular workout routine like I might be during the summer when my schedule isn't so full of travel or something like that, there's, you know, an element of if I can still learn ways to weave this in especially if it's not going to make me totally sweaty, but I'm still doing some things throughout the day to get my body moving, it is so helpful and it changes the game with my energy, my confidence, my focus, everything. So, for any of you working women or college students that are in the middle of midterms or maybe you're new mamas or you're just trying to balance a lot of responsibilities and you just feel a little bit at a loss, this episode is for you. And I hope that it just is one of those things that makes you think, how have I never thought of this before? So without further ado, let's dive in and I'm going to share with you everything that I do. All right, so I've tried to um, format this in a way that makes it a little bit more memorable. I sometimes it helps me to have either acronyms or play on words or alliteration. Just kind of if I can creatively remember things with the way I say it, it actually really helps me. So I try to do my best in these different um, little exercises in way that ways that I weave in activity throughout my days. So don't make fun of me because they're probably super cheesy. And if you do make fun of me, whatever, I can't even see you anyway. So do what you want. Okay, first thing that I do relatively regularly, I don't know why I chose to say relatively and regularly in the same sentence. That was quite the tongue twister, but um, it's true. Something that I do, you know, somewhat frequently and on a regular basis is something that I would call laundry and lunges, which is hilarious because it's the cheesiest thing. But what I'll try to do is when I usually Friday is my laundry day. Sometimes I have to do laundry like right before a trip so that can kind of throw off my schedule. But let's say Friday is a laundry day. But let's also say that that Friday I'm getting ready to hop on a plane in the evening or I have to write a keynote talk or I'm traveling to go do, you know, a media project or whatever I have to do. And I'm like, gosh, I could, you know, try to make it to the gym, but that's going to throw off these other priorities. So instead, how can I do a few things that are just practical and and woven into what I'm already doing? So if I'm already doing laundry on Friday or on whatever day it is, something that I love to do, and it's actually, honestly, which is a little cheesy, but it's become kind of a part of my laundry routine where what I'll do is I'll grab the basket of clean clothes, you know, I'll switch the laundry around and then I'll grab the basket of clothes that need to be folded. And then we have like a guest bedroom in our house that has a queen size bed on it. And so that's where I typically go and fold so that I don't have piles of folded laundry or half, you know, half folded laundry in my bedroom all afternoon because clutter just kind of stresses me out. So I'll go in there. I'll start folding. But instead of just folding, I will fold. I usually say after every five items or every three items, depending on how ambitious I'm feeling, (laughs) I'll say, okay, I'm going to fold three towels and then I'm going to do 10 lunges. And I can do them in place. You know, you can stand there, do a lunge, and then switch and do a lunge on the other leg and just kind of reverse back and forth. Or you can, like, walk, you know, down the hallway and back, do five down, five back, and then fold three or five more pieces of laundry. I typically pick the amount of pieces of laundry that I'm going to do in between sets based on how much laundry I have to do. So if I have smaller loads and it wasn't such a crazy week and, you know, I'm like, okay, I can do it every three that's usually what I'll do. But if I've got a lot, sometimes I'll do every three or seven pieces if I've got a lot of laundry to get through and I don't want to spend two hours folding clothes. So it's just a really practical way to build in something. If you're standing there folding laundry anyways, you could even do a couple lunges while you're folding something. So it doesn't, there's not one right or wrong way to do it, but I kind of look at it like, I will do a set of lunges or squats or whatever, but, but lunges go with laundry because of the alliteration and I'm really weird with words. So that's what I'll do. I'll say, all right, every three pieces of laundry or every five pieces that I get through, then I'm going to go do some lunges. So I actually really love this because I feel super productive when I do it. Um, it makes me kind of feel like I'm working towards something. I feel like laundry folding can be super boring sometimes because it's just so repetitive and tedious and I sometimes end up getting distracted if my phone chimes or something something. But if I feel like I'm working towards something like, okay, you know, now I have to go do do a set of lunges. And now I've checked those set of lunges off. I'm not only taking care of my body, but I'm getting my housework done. So I don't know, just one way that I like to weave those two things together. And it helps me stay on task with both the activity, the physical activity, and the task that I set out to do with the laundry. It just really keeps me moving. And you could even set a maximum. So you could say, I'm going to do 10 sets of lunges, which means, you know, with all this laundry, I'm going to end up doing 10 sets of folding. So, you know, however you want to build that in, you could go back and forth, but it's just kind of a creative way to weave it into laundry and you're taking care of your legs. So (laughs) that is one way I practically weave in physical activity and stewarding my body while also taking care of things that I have to do in life. The second one is kind of embarrassing and kind of silly, but I highly recommend it for any of you girls that travel often, um, whether that's for work or if you have to be on planes for, you know, maybe you just like to travel. I don't know. Um, But if you are a girl that travels often, the next couple are for you. First is... A lot of times, especially on longer flights, I sometimes feel like my legs and bum are just falling asleep (laughs) when I'm sitting there for two or three or four hours. So what I like to do is I'll go to the airplane bathroom and I will literally do squats. Like I close the toilet thing because it's kind of weird, but I will (laughs) do like 20 squats in the bathroom and then... Even kind of half lunges back down the little aisle way back to my seat, which I probably look like a total weirdo to all people sitting there. But you know what? Whatever. I'm never going to see them again. And so it just kind of helps get the blood flowing. And you could even do like three sets of 20. Go to the airplane bathroom and do three sets of 20. Or even to the back little like galley area when the seatbelt sign is off. Go back there, say hey to the flight attendant, tell her I just need to do 20 squats, don't mind me. And honestly, it ends up starting kind of a funny conversation and sometimes you'll make a new friend, you know, and then she'll bring you, you know, more water, whatever you need. So it's not the worst thing in the world, it's kind of silly, but if you can get over the embarrassment factor of it, it honestly feels so much better because... Then by the time when I finally stand up at the end of the flight, I don't feel like a total, you know, just like, ugh, I just don't like that feeling of sitting for hours and hours on end. So that's one thing I like to do. Another thing I like to do when traveling is, especially if I have a layover or if a flight gets delayed or if I'm just, you know, got through security quickly and have 30 minutes to kill, you know, typically, it, what, what do you do when you're waiting on your flight? Well, you sit at the gate. You might read a book. You might scroll your, on your phone or on Instagram. You might work on some emails. And that's certainly something that I do, but I like to try to reserve those more um, seated or you know stagnant activities for when I'm already on the plane and I have very little choice but to sit around. Um, so I'll just usually connect to plane Wi-Fi because I travel so much, so that's something that I do, um, to get that stuff done. And then when I actually do have more room to move around, instead of just sitting there and sitting on my phone... I will really, I will power walk the airport, especially if I'm with my manager or my husband or someone else. Sometimes I'll say, Hey, I'm going to leave my bag with you for 15 minutes and I'll do a power walk a loop, (laughs) which I also probably look like a weirdo, but that's okay because a lot of people think I'm just rushing to my flight. And in reality, I'm just exercising. So, um, I blend right in in that regard, but Anyways, I also sometimes will do it if I have a backpack with me or something. You know, it's not bad to have a little extra challenge, especially, you know, if you're not trying to fly to a meeting. I mean, it's one thing if you're in high heels, that might be kind of hard, but I always, always, always travel with a pair of tennis shoes um, or more comfortable shoes that I can walk around in, even if I have to have something a little bit dressier or cuter for whenever I get off the plane. So that's just one simple practical way. If you're going to be sitting in airports anyways... Take, the, take that kind of time of margin and instead of just scrolling or answering emails, move and really don't use the little, you know, moving walkways, but actually go power walk. It really gets your blood pumping. It gets you moving. It makes you feel better. Grab a water bottle. Grab two water bottles, honestly, and hold one in each hand and kind of pump your arms as you're walking. You'll like burn some good calories. You'll get your heart pumping. You'll feel good. I promise. So those are two ways I try to um, really squeeze it in when I'm traveling. So this next one can be done whether you're at home or the office or really anywhere. Honestly, any time that you come face-to-face with a set of stairs, this can be done. I don't care if you're wearing jeans or leggings or even work clothes. It doesn't matter. This is something that I started doing more intentionally in college just because – I actually had to climb a lot of stairs to go to class. But I figured if I'm going to be climbing stairs anyways, that's already kind of a workout. But what if I intensified it? What if I really took care of, like, my glute and leg health by really actually firing my glutes and <laughs> squeezing my legs to when every time I took a step so that I was actually really working those really specific muscle groups every time I went up the stairs. So now it's this weird thing that I do, honestly, unnecessarily, but anytime I go upstairs, I'm like subconsciously working out because I don't even go upstairs without firing my glutes or squeezing my like my hamstrings anymore. It's so funny, but it's just what I do. And so that's a really like practical way whenever whenever I go upstairs to our bedroom, Whenever I go upstairs to do laundry, I'm getting a little bit of a glute and leg workout in, even more so than just if I were going up the stairs normally. If you can make that little adjustment of every time I see a set of stairs, I'm going to fire my glute, you know, on the right leg, left leg, right leg, left leg. It's silly, but it actually really does help with toning. I mean, if you think about... How many sets of stairs you might climb every day, whether that's going up to your apartment or your dorm room or to your office or to the lecture hall or whatever it is, it can really make a difference. And it can, if you do that two or three or four times a day or several times a week, it can help just kind of keep your tone. It can help tone you even more. I mean, it's not like a full blown stair, stair climber at the gym. But I think it's still certainly effective and it's a great alternative for those everyday moments that you are living and climbing stairs anyway. So that's another thing that I do. Something else that I love to do is when I have a lot of computer work, again, these are these activities that require my attention, whether or that require me to be sitting like flying on an airplane or, you know, doing emails or writing books or creating content or whatever. When I'm sitting there, for example, answering emails and I've got a mountain of 30 emails I have to get through or 50 emails that I have to get through or however many, I'll break them up. So let's say for easy math, there's 10 emails that I know that I need to answer by, you know, within the next hour and it's Tuesday morning. What I'll do is, Uh, Even if I've done a workout that morning, I like to still keep myself moving. It really does help with focus because if you're like me, I'll be in the middle of answering emails and then I'll get a Facebook notification or I'll pop over and check a text message or something like that. And I end up taking so much longer to get through the emails. But if I can actually give myself mental, physical breaks that are very short and very intentional between emails – I actually get through the emails faster rather than almost completely shifting my mindset to focus on something with social media or a different message or a different task. If I'm not making a mental shift, but just giving myself a physical break, it's actually very effective. So something that I'll do is, again, let's say I have 10 emails that I need to get through. What I'll do is I'll divide those up evenly and say, okay, in between every two emails, I'm going to do 25 jumping jacks or 30 mountain climbers or something like that, something that's a little bit more active or 50 high knees or something that's kind of getting me jumping around a little bit without totally exhausting myself um, and also moving me again rather than just sitting there. So a lot of times I'll answer my email standing if I can, like I'll put my laptop or even if it's not my laptop, my um, computer at my regular desk, I'll still stand and even kind of lean over a little bit or I'll put my laptop on a higher surface so that I can stand And then, what I'll do is I'll answer two emails and then I'll do 25 jumping jacks. Answer two emails, 25 jumping jacks, answer two emails, and you repeat this cycle. It's just kind of like the laundry and lunges thing. It seems so simple, but it actually really helps. And so, maybe you've done that, maybe you haven't, but if you haven't, I highly suggest doing that if you're doing a lot of computer office work. And what's so great about this is you can do this at home, you can do this if you're in an office. I mean, Or just pick a different task. Maybe you're not answering emails, but maybe you are entering data or, you know, writing an article or whatever. Every two paragraphs of that article, stop and do 20 jumping jacks or 20 squats or something. Or every six lines of data that you enter, or five lines, let's say for easy math, every five of those, pause. Do 25 jumping jacks. It's just a way to keep you on task while giving yourself these like slight mental breaks without trying to multitask or get distracted by other things that demand your mental energy. And it allows you to kind of release some of that built up energy that will sometimes build when you're just sitting there. It kind of helps you stay active and you're not so stagnant. And that again helps with mental clarity, focus, everything. Something else that I'll do. I'm going to share two things actually that I do when I'm in my kitchen, when I'm cooking and when I'm kind of cleaning, because those are actually great opportunities. Just like with laundry or emails or other little tasks, it's a great opportunity to weave in a little bit of physical activity. So when I'm cooking, let's say I just popped the chicken in the oven or I just made the salad and I'm waiting for something to finish baking, whether that's in the oven or on the stovetop or whatever, I have some margin time. Well, what I used to do was, okay, I've got 10 minutes on the timer and I would either sit down on my computer and do a little bit of work or I would um, scroll my phone to pass the time or something like that. Now what I've done is when I have those minutes of margin, there's usually two things that I'll do. If it's in the middle of cooking, let's say I'm making dinner and I try to clean as I go now. So when I have those 10 minute margins or gaps or i have to wait on a timer then what i'll do is i'll say well if the chicken's going to be done in 15 minutes that means i'm not going to want to put the salad together until about 12 minutes from now so that it's not just sitting out for the next 15 minutes so let me clean up everything that it took to prepare the chicken let me rinse off the you know the pans or the you know cutting boards or anything that i used so that it's prepared to go in the dishwasher by the time we're finished with supper and then while I still have a couple of minutes before I need to start preparing the salad or whatever else, whatever other side that I'm preparing, I will literally lean up against the kitchen counter and do like counter push-ups. As silly as that is, I could also do it on the floor, but I don't like to put my hands on the kitchen floor because I don't have a mat or anything. And again, this is about weaving in physical activity to everyday things that we do. So a lot of times, I'll just put my hands on the edge of the kitchen counter and kind of put my feet a little bit further back so that I'm kind of at an angle. And I will just do like 10 counter push-ups, pause, and then do 10 more counter push-ups. So that's just one thing you could do. There's a variety of other little activities, but you could do more lunges around the kitchen or whatever. But it's just the way I like to tone my arms and kind of keep my upper body moving, my shoulders, my arms, my chest when I'm cooking. And so – Again, I kind of pick different muscle groups depending on different tasks. That's just how I do it. You know, I associate legs and lunges and whatnot with laundry. And then when I'm in the kitchen and kind of using my hands and cooking, I tend to do stuff more for my arms. So that's just how my brain works. You don't have to do it that way. These are just ideas, but they really do work for me. And they keep me doing something that is effective and helpful and productive rather than just scrolling, you know, Instagram or answering text messages while I'm waiting for my chicken or my potatoes or whatever to finish baking or cooking. Lastly, this is another thing that I'll sometimes do, and like I said, I like alliteration. So something that you could do is, for example, dumbbells and dishes. So what does that mean? (laughs) Again, I don't really use dumbbells when I'm doing dishes, but what you can do is you can substitute for dumbbells. So you could grab two 16-ounce water bottles from your refrigerator or something else that would be like a pound or two, you know, it doesn't have to be super heavy. Lightweight, high reps can be really great for toning. And so something that I'll do is I'll grab a water bottle or a small bowl or just something that has a little bit of weight to it and I'll just curl it in between, you know, dishes. So I might load the top rack and then do 10 simple lightweight or 20 simple, probably more like 20, like I said, high rep, low weight. So if I have got like a two pound water bottle or something, I might do 20 reps on my right arm, 20 reps on my left and then load the bottom rack. Or something that you could do is again, just like I said, every 10 items that you fold with laundry. Something that you could do with dishes would say it would be something like, all right, every 10 items that I load, I'm gonna pause and then do 12 to 15 curls with this with this water bottle or whatever this lightweight item is on both sets of arms. Or you could do you know tricep um, extensions or just anything like that to just really kind of get your arms moving and use them effectively in between every 10 items that you load in the dishwasher or every, you know, if you've got five big pans that you have to hand wash, wash one, pause, do 10 reps on each arm, wash another one, pause, do the same thing. And if you think about it, it might not seem like a lot, but if you've got five pans to wash and you're doing 10 reps of lightweight curls in between, you've just done 50 reps on each arm. So you've actually done a hundred curls, and gotten through your dishes, and it doesn't take that long. It might add like five minutes to the total time. So it's a really just simple, effective, kind of silly, but smart way to incorporate activity into your daily tasks and activities anyways. Keeps your body moving, keeps your blood pumping, and it really does help with your focus, your intentionality. And honestly, the more that I've done this, the more that I've found that I'm not nearly as distracted as I used to be. I would get so distracted because my brain goes up a zillion different directions. And so whenever I have minutes of margin in between emails or whatever, I will catch myself checking things that I shouldn't be. And then it takes me so much longer to get through the task and I'm still just sitting. So these are just a few adjustments that you can make through your daily tasks and activities. I hope that this helps you. I hope that it just gives you a little bit of inspiration. I hope that you make it your own. We all do things differently. You don't have to do dumbbells and dishes or lunches and laundry, but just some of that alliteration can help And I hope that it gives you a little bit of motivation and lights a little bit of a spark in you to say, you know what? I'm going to incorporate this into my everyday and really steward my body, even when my schedule is totally crazy. Hey, gal. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. There have been so many times in my life where I let my health go by the wayside and in the chaos of life, put off establishing practical self-care routines because I really didn't know where to start. And getting back on track with healthy living kind of felt like a mountain I wasn't ready to climb. And of course, I felt horrible. It led to complete burnout and I had to figure out how to rebuild. If you're on the hustle train and feeling like your health is going by the wayside, I put together a free five-day kickstart to help you get started. Go to jordanleedooley.com slash kickstart to hop into this five-day challenge. Just enter your info and we'll start a journey to a healthier you together. Don't put this off any longer, girlfriend. Go to jordanleedooley.com slash kickstart and get your life back on track today. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit Jordanleedooley.com. This show is a part of the Lasting Media Network and produced by John Fender, Jason Barrett, and Jonas Litton with the help of Jackson Villas. Visit lastingmediagroup.com to learn more. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.
1: When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice.
0: Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac?